0: Sean, g Sean, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. It's true. Power inspector's cousin to the hold me back. Hold me back. <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: the NBA hold me back. It's not even a power inspector moment. Like after watching Patrick Mahomes yesterday, I, the first thing I almost texted him was like, "See, that's why I don't play. I, that's why I won't play football." Oh, Mahomes like, is shot. It's leaning forward and his neck just snapped back due to the knee. I can't. I you wouldn't, wouldn't be able, able would to move. No, hell no. No, I'm out. I'm done. How
2: do you think he feel this morning? I don't know. Same way. You know what's so funny though? He feels the same way this morning. As he felt last week, the week before, the week before that, nothing's changed. His body's always going to be aching, Ugh. but that did look vicious. I was just glad that he was able to get up under his own power and kind of walk off, you know. Um, yeah, because it didn't, it didn't, that didn't look, look, look right. good. No. Well, because nope. when you're getting hit like that all that force, man, them dudes, the big old linemen and all that sort of stuff with them knees and all that power coming from them hips, nope. That stuff, that's like a lot of guys get concussed and things of that nature. you like, you good? Foul.
1: Foul. Foul. Ah! My fingernail. That's, yeah. That, I'm, in, I'm with that that's game. That's the thing about the NFL,
0: which is like <laughs> a metaphor for war and territory and all that stuff, right? But nope. you don't have, like, boxing, at least you know where it's coming from. you, you in, in other words, there's a guy right in front of you. I don't know where it's you. coming from. Yeah. I, I, just, I don't know what the hell you talk about, Martin? Max. I watched Ali's documentary
2: on PBS, and I, nope. I'm good. Max,
1: I've been sparring all my life. I don't know where it's coming from. But the point is, there's a dude in front of you.
0: There's a dude in front of you with two
1: hands
3: just like you. You
0: see, NFL, the randomness, or at least the apparent, you tell me if it's not as random as it looks, of the violence. I've been on the sidelines of an NFL game nothing meets comfortably everything meets at jagged edges it's mm. bodies flying high speed it's shots coming from 360 degrees practically <laughs> i mean it just it's chaotic it's not it's b- different it's like it's like being in a car
2: accident every single day it really truly oh. is i mean <laughs> i know right Why would
1: where do you I have the lo- that yeah where
0: do you get the
2: love what to i'm keep saying playing?
1: Y'all built so differently, man. I don't, I mean. I'm
2: not built like anything anymore. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> <laughs> hell wrong with you. I was. Yeah, you crazy? You almost made me cuss. Got to be a damn. I say it every single time. They got to be some damn fools to be playing the NFL. Like some real. Something really wrong with them dudes. Like I went. I don't know if I told you this story before, Max or Jay, but I went one of the first times I went back to an NFL game, and when I was retired, I went to the San Francisco 49ers New England Patriot game. And I was standing on the sideline, you know, the pregame coming and standing there. And them dudes walk past me. And Patrick Willis's and them big old Staley's at the tackle. <laughs> I said to myself, I was only a f I was only a year removed. But I said, I said, man, I had to be a damn fool to want to play football. Because when I'm looking at it now from the from the outside, looking in, I'm like, oh yeah, something was really wrong with me. Yeah, and- like I was really crazy to really perform at the level in which I perform. I wasn't a dude that just wore a jersey. I actually was in the trenches and played the game. You know what I'm saying? So Mm -hmm. it was a little bit different. And them dudes, man, Kaepernick walked past me. Kaepernick was so damn big. I was like, that's a quarterback?
1: Mm -hmm. And Quarterback.
2: and, and, And I remember playing with big dudes, obviously, but it didn't. It just felt different. It was. A, it was. It just felt different when I was on the outside with the suit on, all clean. <laughs> Them dudes, you know, they look at me. I was like, uh-uh.
0: you got used to civilian life. Yeah, I was <laughs> like, no, used to hell no. Mm. Keyshawn J. Will and Max, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests on the Goodyear Hotline. I'm going to so, start
2: posting things of myself online too.
0: I picture some of that stuff. Go ahead, Max. The Giants won a football game, by the way. The New York football Giants won a game. I don't think they've won a game since you were uh, playing, He as a matter of fact, talking about your playing days. (laughs) When was the last time the Giants won a game? But they beat the Panthers, and Daniel Jones even made a nice one hand to catch uh, on a throw from uh, Dante Pettis. Daniel Jones' guys, to me, look good for a guy who didn't have his team with him, and I've been up and down on Daniel Jones and Keeve, and last time you were like, look, I went to a Giants game in person. I don't know if he's going to be it. And every time with Daniel Jones I get to that place, he does something like this that makes me think, okay, he can play. It's fine. It's not bad, not good. He's fine.
2: Right? I mean, he, he made the great catch, and it's New York, so the catch is going to be, you know, we're going to make it bigger than what it is, but the catch is not even the impressive part the impressive part is the fact that he was getting to <gasps> take a shot it took the shot and still held on to the mm, ball mm. that that's the guy a with qu- a fumbling he's problem a quarterback yeah. mm-hmm. and you know those dudes ain't made like that to be taking those type of hits playing that position yeah. catching the ball can
1: i so i yelled at the tv during this play max and yes they won the game but these are the things as a fan where I start going down this path where I get really frustrated. He took a defender out Because we got Barkley out, we got Shepherd game. out, yeah. we got Tony out. And now we're gonna draw up a play that literally it puts our starting quarterback. It was like he was hung out there now. That ball Jay, came so right. That ball yeah. came two seconds later he would have gotten cracked, and we would have been having a different conversation <laughs> today. Hold up, hold up. Jay, I mean, Jay, Jay you are so right. Football term, I don't give a damn. We would have been having a completely different conversation because,
0: today. Because, you're so right, because what was he out for when he had the concussion and everything? He took on a defender at the yeah. goal line and got knocked out. And but now but we're going to play. play him in that I know,
1: but that <laughs> just everybody's like, oh, the catch. I just see a vulnerable quarterback just extended. I'm like, yeah, Lord. That's,
2: that's, that's why I said that was the impressive thing is that he was able to hold on to the ball knowing that he could potentially get shellacked in that situation. Shellacked. But the play was a well-designed play. It didn't develop like they hoped. Jason Garrett didn't design the play to get the quarterback knocked out. They was hoping that it would be cleaner than what it was. And then the throw, throw I think, was a little – Faster than probably what they anticipated because the safeties didn't do everything they wanted them to do.
0: But that's Jay's point. I mean, like there know. are too many variables that could yeah. go wrong to be running your quarterback, quarterback out there, even though it worked. Jay, that's well, a great point. Well, first it worked, all, but it was not smart. Well, right? first
2: of all, that's, so we want to <coughs> criticize the coaching staff right now, right? We wanna... <laughs> no, no, I'm not criticizing no, the coaching staff. No, I do. I want to oh, criticize okay. them. All right. The play shouldn't have been run in that part of the field. Mm. You don't run that play. Sideline? No, you run that play closer to the red zone where you could score a touchdown. Uh, hmm. You don't see people running in the field. That's That part is not smart. It's like you're at the 50-yard line. You're running. No, you get down to the, about the 20. You get Because when he
0: catches it, it should be a touchdown. If you're going to take that risk, get seven out of it. Yes, no. yes. Right. absolutely. <clears throat> All right. Um, Daniel yes. Jones, by the way, had something to say about his first career reception.
4: Pretty unathletic route getting out there, so he <laughs> – he put it out there for me and uh, just tried to try to pull it in. But uh, good play and a good design, something we'd worked on all week, and um, good throw
0: by Dante. Well, I mean, while Daniel Jones was – I thought Daniel Jones played uh, – considering the circumstances, I thought he played very well, actually.
1: He did. The O-line played very well. He only got sacked two times. And you also have to give the Giants' defense a ton of credit because they didn't allow barely any convergence on third – Third down no, the defense, for the Panthers, right? Their defense really stepped up. The
0: defense looked good, but that, that, that brings us to the other part of the conversation. The defense Uh-oh. looked good. The other quarterback did not. And Sam Darnold, I don't know if people in New York remember him, used mm-hmm. to play for the Jets, uh, if in, case you, in case you don't remember. Uh, Evan, are you aware that Sam Darnold used to play for the Jets? Do you yeah, remember he that? Yeah, he saw far? a ghost. Yeah, he saw a ghost. Who, he was benched after passing for a Yesterday benched. It was
3: pretty spooky for him, too. Yeah,
0: after passing for 111 yards and an interception in his return to MetLife Stadium. Um, Matt Rule says, Darnold will start for the Panthers next week, but rumors continue about the Panthers and Deshaun Watson. Key, you brought up, this is what I mean by like, the NFL may not be a place anymore for guys who be fine in the right situation like you say, because Darnold's one of those guys. Maybe he's not great, he's not awful in the right situation he can play, but now he was put into a pretty good situation, and he got benched already. Yeah, he did get benched.
2: Um... (laughs) Without Christian McCaffrey, he looks like a different quarterback. No doubt. I mean, he did well against the Cowboys, but since then it's kind of – it's going to that jet-like type situation. Uh, Why that is, I have no idea. Is it Joe Brady calling different plays because McCaffrey's not part of the system? Is it Sam Darnold feeling like he has to do too much because he's not part of the system right now with an injury? Like, what is it that has gotten him to regress – from where he was three weeks ago,
0: four weeks ago, five weeks ago, where where is that? But isn't it like part of being the difference between a guy who can start some games and a starter? The difference between being a starter and a franchise player, franchise player, and MVP is at each level. It's an issue of consistency, is it? Isn't it like he's he's good? He I even felt like this with him he's in college. He's a tease. He's a tease. Yeah. That's a great way to put it. He has flashes. But he can't, he's not consistent. And how do you get that consistency? You
2: just keep working on it, and you hope that he's a young enough quarterback to where whatever it is that's holding him back, he comes out of it.
0: Guys like that especially, boy, you, need, you really need the right situation as they develop because when Evan was saying he sees ghosts, that's what will happen to a quarterback that's not Justin Herbert-level talent can do everything right right away if he's not in the right situation – it's going to impede his development maybe in a permanent way. But
2: he like might it, be in the right situation, though,
0: mm-hmm. Max. No, but he I'm saying with the right Jets, situation. for th- when oh, you're in yeah. that situation for three years, it can Wilson. damage you. Zach it can Wilson. damage you.
2: Yeah, get ready for Arch Manning. <laughs> Arch Manning will be the next quarterback of the New York Jets in about three years. No, there's somebody in between. <laughs> there's got to be somebody in between.
0: That's why I'm saying, like, we're trying to judge Zach Wilson right now. You can't. You can't. Can. How can you make you a judgment of this dude right now? It's impossible. I can. You don't like him?
2: No, I can't. Just because he makes one big throw a game, this doesn't – Jeff George made one big throw a game too. So, yeah. I just – and I don't know. trust the organization, and I'm but not us. in love with everything that they're doing. I'm just – it just doesn't work. Well, you can
1: say that about pretty much all these rookie QB situations. I mean, with the exception of maybe of Trey Lance, but that's even under question with Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch to a degree. I mean, Same with Justin Fields. Look at his situation. I mean, look – When you get drafted high, you go to bad situations. The one thing about the Jets is that they tried to retool it, but I'm not going to make a crazy assumption based in, you know, six weeks of NFL football.
2: Yeah, I just – I never was high on him. I wasn't extremely high on him coming out of BYU. He missed time due to injury. Here we are already due to injury again. We're getting ready to miss some time. But not all his fault, obviously. But I don't think they, as an organization, has given me the confidence that they're going to be okay long-term. I have the confidence in the New England Patriots and Mac Jones long-term because they've shown me in a short period of time they know what to do with a young quarterback in terms of putting him in the right situation to succeed,
0: Zach Wilson but, so, had we gotta we got we gotta get Eddie George in here. Zach Wilson had an offensive line in college. Mac Jones has one now. Justin Fields doesn't. Zach Wilson doesn't now. I mean, a lot of that comes down to down to that. Keyshawn J. Willemax, presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle auto, home, or motorcycle insurance. Visit progressive.com. Titans have the best running back in football, and we are thrilled to be joined by a former Titans running back. Speaking of big, strong backs. On the Goodyear Hotline, good morning, Eddie George.
5: Hey, what's up, fellas? How y'all doing this morning?
0: What's up, Eddie? What's up, Eddie? How
2: you doing, brother? Hey, what's up, Jay? What's up, Key? How you doing, man? Good, man. I'm just, uh, you know, watching pro football, college football. I'm still trying yeah. to figure out what my invitation is to the Tennessee State game, but I ain't going to beg, you know?
0: <laughs> nah,
2: nah, you always welcome. You do know that. <laughs> okay, just make sure you I'm... Come down. You can come down next week, actually,
5: for homecoming. That'd be good for you to come
2: through, man. Oh, next week? Uh, yeah. Uh, I had some plans. Uh, uh, see how he backed uh, out real quick, <laughs> Eddie? your bluff. Uh, no, 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 no. I'll be on the West Coast next yeah. week, yeah. I'll be on the West Coast. Well, next there you week. The West Coast yeah. Ooh, yeah. You. Hey, Tennessee, the, the Titans, that is, they got uh, a big victory yesterday against the Kansas City yeah. Chiefs. And Derrick Henry, obviously, top running back in the game. Leading the league in every category you could think of from a running back situation, the last couple years remind me a lot of you at times. What makes him as good as he is?
5: Ooh, well, certainly key. It's his size. I mean, the size and, and stature. Number one, his ability to impose his will on defense is, um, is a problem. But with the added element that you have to factor in is his, his breakaway ability. He's a home run hitter that can beat you up. He's like a combination of, of Earl Campbell and uh, Chris Johnson, you know, in terms of his speed. He's probably not as fast as Chris, but no one's catching him. He's got uh, a few 99-yard runs, under, a couple of them under his belt. You know, um, he, can, he can wear you down. He can hit the long run, and he's very patient with his game. Uh, prior to him taking over the helm, you know, two, three years ago after DeMarco Murray left, he was impatient and he was trying to hit the home run. But it was uh, after a while, you know, I had a chance to talk to him. I said, you know, you want to be able to settle him up, you know, beat him up in, in between the the, uh, the tackles to set up the longer runs. And my God, this guy's just been on fire ever since then. Um, and uh, that's what makes him dangerous. And now, you know, he's added over the last couple of years his ability to catch out the backfield. So he's become the complete uh, running back, and he's doing things uh, that the league has never seen before.
1: Eddie, where have you seen their improvements? I mean, it's such a juxtaposition, right? You lose to the Jets mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago, and then you, you bounce back and you beat the Bills, and, you, you know, you beat the Chiefs. But what have you seen improvement-wise from their defense, per se?
5: Yeah, yeah, I think it's up front. I think the, the you know the, one of the things that they were were, were looking to, to do was get a better pass rush up front. Um, they brought in Brad Dupree, um, who hasn't played a whole lot, but they're getting out uh, a lot out of their front their front seven. Um, they played very aggressive on last Monday night against the Bills. Uh, you know, gave us throwing up enough stops to uh, pull out the victory there, and they were just magnificent yesterday and uh, really uh, taking away Mahomes and, and the Kansas City Chiefs' uh, uh, quick-strike offense. So, really, the defensive side of the football has been the key. They were, they've always been able to score points. The difference is in this year and why they're number one right now in the AFC um, is the fact that their defense is playing uh, sound football.
1: Eddie George, Tennessee State head coach, four-time Pro Bowler, two-time All-Pro, joining us here on Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max – so with all that being said, E.G., is this a team that – can they be Super Bowl contenders at this point of the season?
5: You know what? I, I think so. Um, you know, if Tannehill conti- continues to play well, be solid for them at the quarterback position, um, they can continue to play great defense. And, of course, it this depends on uh, Derrick Henry, I think they have a great shot. I mean, this is – you know, we're approaching, what, uh, oct- late October, early November we're at the almost at the halfway point. It's it's really tough to say. I think you have to still look at the Chiefs. I think they'll figure it out at some point in time. Um the uh the Ravens are also uh still a formidable opponent, although they lost to Cincinnati uh yesterday. I think in terms of winning their, their division, yes, I don't I don't see the Colts really contending with the, the Titans and uh the Jaguars, they're having their issues and the, the Texans are just putrid at this point. They're about to uh, do a whole overhaul of their whole uh, uh, program there. So I think the Titans right now are sitting pretty. Um, I really do. They're riding high. If they can stay healthy um, and their deepest can continue to gel and they can win the games that they're supposed to win, um, I think they'll be right in the thick of things.
2: Eddie, you've been knowing Mike Vrabel for quite some time. You played together at the Ohio State University when y'all didn't want to see us in the Rose Bowl. Never mind. But um, (laughs) it did (laughs) <laughs> did he uh, has he impressed you as a head coach? Did you know when he got this job in Tennessee that he would, you know, be right in the thick of things, or did you have your questions?
5: No, I didn't. Key um, Mike, he, you know, his pedigree's strong. Um, he, he plays a player at Pittsburgh, player at Kansas City, player at the New England Patriots. Um, he comes from that Belichick tree. He's coached under Urban Meyer in college. Um, with went down the Texans, you know, with D.C. down there for a while, had a position close to the defensive line. And me knowing Mike and how great of a competitor that he is, um, we always thought that he was going to do be one of two things, be a head coach in the football league or a head straight coach somewhere because he's just, he's just that passionate about the game. Um, but, you know, he is he's built like that. He's built tough. You know, uh, they, they mimic his identity. Um, you know, he's mentally strong. Um, uh, he demands a lot, demands excellence, and he's gonna go out and find the pieces and parts to create what he wants to create. And that's what you're seeing. You know, there's not a lot of flash to this team. Um, they'll beat you up. Uh they play great defense, they they run the football, and that's what he preaches. Great solid special teams. And um that's that's who he is. So I'm not surprised at all about his success, um, what he's been able to do. Listen, two two three well, two years ago played Kansas City in the AFC Championship game, mm-hmm. or one game away from playing in the Super Bowl. So, uh, to me, you know, he is one of the top uh, top uh, head coaches in the league right now.
2: Yeah. So, we all noticed your first season as a head coach at Tennessee State. Um, are you getting any sleep? Has it gone according to plan? Or are you like, man, I can't wait for the season to be over so I can get out of here? <laughs>
5: Nah, man. You know what, Keyshawn? It's been uh, a wonderful experience. I mean, we got off to a slow start. Started off at one and three. Uh, right now, um, we've got we fought our way out the hole. Right now, we're sitting at four and three. Right now, on a three-game win streak, uh, the first since uh, the first three-game win streak since 2017. We're finding out who we are. Um, the, the thing that I love about coaching, man, is that at this point in my life, I can pour into young men. Uh, I never thought I would be in this position, never thought that I would love coaching. But to challenge these young men to live, be better men and to live great lives, is like really a personal development program through football. And they're starting to buy in. And that's been the most fun is seeing them excited, seeing the discipline, all the things that don't require talent, you know, uh, preaching that stuff. The stuff that we thought was corny <laughs> as, as players, I'm using that same blueprint now. <laughs> like, oh, I see, I see why, this, why they preach this. You stuff. know why, Eddie? Because you know that mean? stuff follows
1: you for the rest of your life, man. Those are the same principles you live me. by every day as an adult.
5: Yeah, yeah, you really do. And, <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I see it. So it's come full circle, and, I, and I'm loving it, man. I, I would love for you. To come down and I actually give a pregame speech, Keith, to my team. For good. I, I would I would pay for you to come down to Nashville. No
2: I will I, you know I, me, I, Eddie. Can you do it on no, the Zoom? No, <laughs> Eddie, you know <laughs> I'm gonna come Tennessee State I just gotta now. find I gotta find a, a time. No, I'm gonna come I'm gonna go for sure. He ain't going to Ohio State to coach no time soon. So <laughs> <laughs> right? You ain't going you ain't you're not going to I take the Ohio that. State job once Dable oh, no, once no, no, Brian no. Dable, I mean not Brian Dable, Ryan Ryan Once Ryan Day leaves to go to USC to take that job, you're not going to take the Ohio State job, are you? Jeez.
5: Oh no 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 no! I have no intention on. It. I'm, I love Nashville right now. I, I love what I'm doing. Uh, this is I, how Keith I, says. I really had not thought about that far.
0: This this man Eddie George says, "Hey, come down and give a speech to my team." And this is how you say, "Hey, thanks for that. I'll go do it." You got to, we're talking
1: course, Ohio Eddie, State. But
2: Eddie already knows once I get my schedule together, I'm going to be on the front door. Yeah, He already knows. It's not, know it. it's not hard. Y'all see yeah, me with that, my that, Tennessee that, State that, sweatshirt schedule on? schedule won't
5: clear up till about 2023. So I, I <laughs> no, I man, that's business. not true. <laughs> he's got his businesses. He's no, I'm coming, man. Shows, I'm going to come. I'm man.
1: coming. Eddie okay. got to go to AD, ask him to extend so, that budget, you know? Boy, if you don't stop, why? I know you have a high asking price.
0: (laughs) That is the Tennessee State head coach, Eddie George. Also, by the way, happened to be a four-time Pro Bowler, two-time All-Pro Heisman Trophy winner. Yeah, him and Sean Springs didn't want to see me, though, in the Rose Bowl.
2: They they deliberately oh, lost to Michigan. And Thank we, you, Eddie. Don't take the bait.
5: To you. <laughs> Don't take the and, bait. You know, you know, we always had this debate. We always had this debate. He had a greatest day against, I'm not you, but, <laughs> but against Northwestern. <laughs> I mean, we
2: you had that if day. If y'all, like, hey, hey, if y'all would have beat Michigan, you, Eddie, we wouldn't even be having this conversation. You're right. We we wouldn't be having this conversation
5: and all he that might talent. not have been the number one pick overall in the draft. <laughs> <if he played. laughs>
4: that is Eddie
0: George on the Goodyear hotline, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, Eddie. All right, Eddie. Thanks, Coach. Keyshawn hey, J. Will. Special, all right, baby. M-Max presented by Progressive Insurance. All the stuff he thought was corny as a player. Now he's beating his kids in the head with that. He's coaching man. with the same stuff. From Bayou Bengals to the Cincinnati Bengals, nothing has really changed. You hear that music here on KJM on ESPN Radio, ESPN two SiriusXM XM Channel 80 in your smart speakers. Key observation time. Key observations is brought to you by Geico. Hype Happy Geico Ween. See, I almost said hypey, because the Geico came after happy. I put the two together. Take it away, Happy Geico Ween. Switch to Geico and see if saving money is in your future.
5: Number one.
0: Number one is Cincinnati Bengals. Think
2: about this, Jay. The Bengals, have, they haven't won the division since 2015. They sit in the top of the AFC North right now in head of in head the Baltimore Ravens in front of, in head in front of the Browns as well. That hasn't happened since 2015. Mm. I mean, it's unbelievable to think that Joe Burrow a year ago was making progress prior to his injury. He's bounced back. That was one of the things in question. Where would his mind be when he came back off an ACL Right now, he's playing like an MVP candidate, probably won't get it because there's some guys in front of him that are a little bit better. But when you think about pairing him with Jamar Chase, T Higgins, Boyd, mix it in the backfield in an emerging defense, this team could make a run and go a long ways in the playoffs. Number two. Now we talk about Aaron Rodgers. Aaron, damn Rodgers. I keep trying to tell everybody they won't listen to me. He ain't going nowhere. As soon as he wins the Super Bowl or gets to the Super Bowl, he'll be extending his contract in Green Bay and saying they worked everything out, and we'll all be like, okay, cool, that's what it is. He took care of business again yesterday against the Washington football team, although it started off slow. That defense is starting to gel under Joe Barry and starting to look like a team that could contend in the AFC, and the NFC, and win the Super Bowl.
5: Number three.
2: Number three, the Raiders. The Raiders are 2-0 without their former head coach in John Gruden. Rich Versace has come in and done a tremendous job. They put it on them yesterday. I mean, Carr was slicing and dicing. You think about Philadelphia got off to a 7-0 start, and you were like, oh, God, here we go. Here goes the Raiders. All the Raiders did was run off 30 unanswered points. This team is totally different. Different wide receivers in the lineup, different tied end in, in the lineup. Cars delivering the ball to everybody, not just Waller, who didn't actually play yesterday. Now they're off to a 2 0 start, and they're in top they're in, in front within their division.
0: Number four.
2: Number four. Yeah. Kyler Murray versus Aaron Rodgers. Mighty mouse as I like to call him. Slicing and dicing, getting it done. Could it be that he needs to show everybody and the Arizona Cardinals need to show the world that is somewhat questioning what type of team this is, that they can take care of business against the Green Bay Packers and will be legit, legit, legit contenders to go to the Super Bowl? I think so. And vice versa for Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers against the Arizona Cardinals. If they show that they're legit contenders by taking care of the only undefeated team in the National Football League. Number five. Number five for James. James still one of our producers. The Kansas City Chiefs better get it together. They better get it together or else they will be at home for Christmas. They will not be looking to extend their vacation. Yes, that is correct, James. They must get it turned around quickly, both on the defensive side as well as Aaron Rodgers, as well as Patrick Mahomes on the offensive side of the ball. Jay, I don't know what I missed. This is my top five.
1: I don't think you missed anything. The only thing I would add in, and we talked about this a little bit yesterday, was I just saw a tweet from Drew Rosenhaus yesterday, uh, who's a big-time football agent, Talking about the whole, you know, Deshaun Watson situation. Considering that the Dolphins lost to the Atlanta Falcons, and said, "Go get Watson. Do what it takes. This franchise needs him now." And it just when I'm seeing Tua address rumors after the game in the post game presser, more about Deshaun Watson. It just feels like this energy continues to get bigger and bigger and bigger for the Dolphins. Considering they keep losing and, and losing games. I'll what are they? One in six. Now? One in six. Yeah, they, they and they play they the Bills next before they get that remedy going to play the uh, Texans, which could be a tricky game too. I, I I, I don't
2: mean to do this to, to Brian Flores, but I'm going to do it anyway. Why is it that Bill Belichick assistants can't seem to figure it out? They just can't
0: seem to figure it I, out. I will say it again. I don't want to get sidetracked because I always yelled at people when they brought this up because I say Belichick won 11 games, 10 with Matt Castle that year. Without Brady, this is how people live. It's hard to win in the NFL. But, like It's even but, hard for Belichick. But yeah. this is not. A, I'm not talking about Belichick. I'm talking about his assistants. Yeah, like they can't win at all. You would think some of them would be, would. Have, there's so many. Like, some of them would have some success. Like if 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 I coached under Bill Belichick
2: and then I left to get a head coaching job somewhere, I, some of them
0: should be over 500. Sometimes, it's just, right? It's so
2: weird to me, and I know, and I know, and I know. Uh, uh, eventually, uh, Bill O'Brien kind of got things going. In Houston, his demise was he became the the controller, the, the general manager. That's kind of where he went south at because as a coach, he was okay. Yeah. He was a playoff coach. But it's just like, well, I, I could go down a long Eric list from Mangini. Eric Mangini yeah. to yeah. Josh McDaniel to Matt Patricia. Matt Patricia to Charlie Weiss Char- with Charlie yeah, in college or Romeo Cornell, yeah. and now Brian Flores. It's just like Joe Judge. Joe Judge. Joe yeah. Judge. It was it like, God, what happened? Yeah. And then when you look at some of the records of personnel people that came from Bill Belichick and moved on, they too struggled to turn things. I mean, I know Atlanta, they went to the Super Bowl, but when you look at it as a whole, some of those personnel people, Scott Pioli
0: in the game, it's just like, damn. No doubt. I want to get to this at some point, maybe this week, but Tom Brady, MVP. Matthew Stafford. There's some I, other observations from the weekend. I, I do we'll have ask. to
3: say, Key, you did miss one like, assistant who went on to be a good head coach. Who? Nick Saban. Nick Saban did serve under as an assistant under Bill Belichick in Cleveland. He Nick did Saban. go on to have a yes. pretty good career. 100%, but,
0: but, 100%. You can't overlook the greatest NFL coach ever
3: spawned in a Nick way Saban the greatest Saban college coach of, ever.
0: But Nick Saban
2: kind of went out on his own and stayed there, right? He didn't... Cause he he went out to college and kind of just stayed in the college fray because as an NFL but dude, let's not over- wait, but as an NFL dude in Miami,
0: yeah, no, it, it didn't go so well. But, but let's not overlook the fact that maybe the answer is the Belichick model works for almost no one, but when it works, like Saban, it works in an enormous way. Maybe that's the but answer. see. I
2: don't know. That, I don't know right. that Nick Saban
0: has the Belichick model, right?
2: The model. Maybe that. Think the he answer. created his own model that his assistants can't seem
0: to. It's the same thing, (laughs) although they have success. ESPN NFL analyst Rex Ryan's about to give us some straight talk here on Keyshawn J. Willimax on ESPN Radio. Straight talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Coach, we were just talking about this, and here you are. Why don't you think it works for Belichick assistants, the latest being Brian Flores in Miami? Why does it not work for Belichick assistants?
4: Uh, Two things I can think of. First off, they're not Bill Belichick. So, I think so many of these guys take these jobs and they try to be Bill Belichick, you know, the Patriot way. But they try to be Bill Belichick, and they're not. Players see through it. How many times? I mean, we we all can see through yeah. a phony, right? Yeah. And so, be yourself. But either way, that's one reason they fail. The other reason, they don't have Tom Brady. Like, if you had Tom Brady, you got a chance to win. <laughs> so, yeah. it's like they, they they take these jobs and all of a sudden – What makes the Patriots was the fact they had named Tom Brady for 20 years. What makes Bill Belichick great is because that's who Bill Belichick is. And don't – I mean, no? it never works for anybody being somebody you're not. Yeah. You know, if all of a sudden I'm going to be like, hey, I'm Bill Belichick, dude, I wouldn't win a damn game. You know (laughs) what I mean? So, be yourself players. will see right through that. No,
2: it's true. And and I've been with, obviously, Bill Parcells, Bill Belichick, but a guy that people don't talk about his tree – they're killing Tony, the game. No, Tony Dungy's tree. People don't talk about Tony Dungy's tree. Tony Dungy, Dungy tree, Herm Edwards, okay, uh, uh, Mike Tomlin. Mm, pretty good. Coach Caldwell and Lovey Smith. All of them coached in the Super Bowl except Herm. But nobody ever mentions that. And then guess where that started from? The late Denny Green. So when you start, and none of those guys have the same personality. Because they don't all yeah. try to beat Tony. None of them is TD. They got their own personalities. That's pretty wild, huh?
0: That is interesting, Rex. It's a combination not only of, look, he had Tom Brady as his quarterback. And by the way, when he was a D coordinator, he had Lawrence Taylor on his defense. Well, that's not bad. That's not bad. But in addition to that, he is himself. Yeah. and not only, And these assistants... They don't have Tom Brady or Lawrence Taylor, and maybe they're trying to do Bill Belichick a little too hard. It's a combination of both that undermines it. That's exactly what I think. Yep. I mean,
4: I really do. And, and look, there's a – and I don't doubt for a second, a lot of those assistant coaches, smart guys, man. I mean, they are. Mm-hmm. But it just hadn't worked.
1: All right, well, let's talk about the coach. Because uh, yesterday they put the smack down on the Jets, 54-13. to 13. It was embarrassing. It was really – Mac Jones actually came out of the game. Brian Hoyer was in the game. Right. I don't think Mac Jones thought he was going to be in a situation like that at the start of the year. What do you make of that game for the Jets?
4: Well, I mean, first off, it just shows a great football coach knows how to get the most out of his players. He's got a young rookie quarterback. There's no, I mean, you're going into it the same. you got a rookie quarterback yourself. But here's the difference. One guy is one of the best coaches in the history of this game – and the other guy, I don't know what the hell he is. But if you give up over 50 points after a bye. I was about to ask you, have you ever got smacked like that after n- a bye? Never. I've never been smacked like that in my life. Against like a rookie was quarterback. A rookie quarterback especially. Look, and I get it. Hey, no, nobody beats a Bill Belichick coach team with a rookie quarterback. I, I get that, right? I did it twice. But anyway, I always throw it in there, right? I always do it twice. I did it with Gino and I did it with Mark Sanchez. So I get it. You know, the, little, the, little,
2: the little germ spreaders in my ear. He yeah. wants me to let you know in 2010 on a Monday night game after a bye, the Patriots put it on you. Oh, it wasn't hey. after a bye, but they put it on him.
4: Oh, they absolutely did. They beat me
2: 45 <laughs> to 3. He's a germ
4: no, but but I'm telling you, they put it on me forty-five to three. It certainly wasn't after a bye. And the other thing is, later, six weeks later, we beat them in the playoffs. I think so. Uh, I'm not so mm. sure. But but it's yeah, never happened I'm before. Still I'm going to sure tell you, that, did it apparently? That, that, I, I mean, I'm telling you this. This this was an embarrassment. By the way, Tom Brady was on the other sideline, not a rookie quarterback.
2: But, but Rex, <laughs> though, when, when you as a coach, though, you've been doing this almost curse so long. Yeah, whether it's assistant, haircut, whatever. Does this team, and I don't want you to be critical of the coaching staff, so to speak, but did, do they look – I know, but do they look organized? Because me from an outsider looking in and just watching from TV and texting with everybody, I'm like, they don't look like they know what the hell they're doing.
4: Well, what happens is you got an inexperienced coaching staff. The head coach, obviously, he's inexperienced. This the first time he's ever been a head coach. I get it. But so are his assistants. Yes. And, and so, to me, it's a bad – a bad combination, and you 've got a rookie quarterback, so what it looks like now, like why does Zach Wilson look so lost because he is lost they're, I mean, tell me what they stand for what the hell is are the jets offense about i don 't know, and so do they are they you know firing it down the field? are they you know uh, like they don 't know who they have at that quarterback where bill belichick on their, uh, uh, on the other hand knows exactly what he has all right hey, you know what how many screens are the jets going to give up by the way? Speaking of bad football, how Mm -hmm. many dang screens are they giving up? Like, what the hell, dude? And he's a
1: defensive-minded head coach.
0: Yeah, defensive-minded head coach. I, I get it. So but, it's like McVay, they make sure Wade Phillips is there. you got to have some someone with some gravitas and experience on but, the staff. Absolutely, Max. But what happens now, the agents control the games now. So
4: the agents pick the coaches, coaches yeah, to yeah, go yeah. to but, different spots. They don't and know they, what the hell
2: they're doing. No, and
4: then what they do. But the owners all are, are Allowing behind these it's, yeah, guys. It's yeah. not the way it used to be. But and, and, and what do they do? They don't hire the best assistants. They hire guys. Oh, Jay, will your my agent has you? Yeah, we'll get you yeah, with this yeah, guy, yeah. and it doesn't mesh. It doesn't mesh all the time. That's kind of what we're seeing, I think, right now with the Jets.
2: So I'm gonna I'm gonna be your agent now, though. Okay, I want okay. I want to get you hired. How much will it take for you to do my DC job for me? How much? Yeah,
4: it's never gonna happen. Why? I, I, because because I, I got a been team that you done. may
2: be able to fix, and you're gonna tell me what's wrong with them. The Kansas City Chiefs. Why okay, can like I, say, I get I'll you? take that job. Why, why can't I get you? never going to happen. Why okay, yeah, can't that I get you? Job. you got
4: Wait a second now. All what's, bets what's wrong with the that? Kansas City Chiefs other than yeah. the
2: obvious, which is the defense, which yeah, their defense I think somebody sense. like you probably could fix, but I'm not – Yeah, but I, when I look at it this way,
4: there's two things. Number one, that offensive line is awful. They, they've given up more pressures than any, than any team in the league. Guys don't, they don't even have to bring any, extra guys. Any team in them. the league, but their defense, their defense like – Hey, everybody, they did a great job stopping Derrick Henry. What? The, the part of Derrick Henry running the football is the fact you got one-on-ones in the outside and you didn't do anything to stop a, you know the Brown kid. Like It, it was a beatdown. So Kansas City can't stop the run. They can't stop the pass. They, they can't generate a pass rush with a four-man rush. If they send guys, they can't cover anybody on the back end. And, and so to me, it, it looks like a dang disaster.
0: Mm, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Well, yeah, look—they had Tannehill to fix the line. On they tried to fix the line. Man, was that did was that, that George Gervin?
1: He did the, the jump man logo. He did. I mean, I'm like, we out here making Ryan Tannehill. He's one of the most yeah, special quarterbacks couple, in the league. He
2: did that a couple years ago. Almost last year, two years ago, I almost got hurt doing that. Yes. <laughs> I wouldn't advise him to. I don't see, like. Somebody said Michael that. Jordan. It's not that, but remember George Gervin back in my day, yeah, finger on
0: oh, no. the ice, ice man. man. With the, uh, ice absolutely, man. that's what it looks like. Thank you, Coach. Appreciate it. A double revenge game that was closer than it should have been. A double revenge game. That's next. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. (laughs) we <laughs>